Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeomi. We are going through the letters of Apostle Peter. Now I'm going to the second Peter. We only have three chapters in this second letter of Apostle Peter. And I will give the summary and then we go chapter by chapter and I believe the Lord will bless your heart. I want you to take your Bible and follow along as we read. And uh, I will go through the chapters of in Second Peter chapter 1. Apostle Peter talks about the entrance to the kingdom, which I will explain when we get there. In Second Peter chapter 2, he said we should beware of false prophets. He capitalized on that. And then in Second Peter chapter 3, he gave prophecy about the fire at the end of the world that will destroy the world. So this second letter of Apostle Peter is more of prophetic revelations. And let's go step by step through this chapter, chapters of the computer. And I pray the Lord will give you understanding. Simon Peter, let's verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1, second Peter. Simon Peter is servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Now this letter is written to who? To the believers. So we have obtained like precious faith with the apostles. And the grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now he mentioned that we had the grace is multiplied to us through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And this knowledge is very important because Apostle Peter is going to capitalize on that word knowledge of God in a moment. And you remember this is eternal life. The knowledge of God. Verse 3 says, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. It is the knowledge of Christ that is going is giving us this life and godliness. Of course, how do we get to be godly? Because Christ has revealed himself to us. And the knowledge of him is giving us more of that life and godliness. But as for the whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these, by these promises, ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss. Now, Apostle Peter is going to reveal to us here, we have been called by the Lord, to know Christ and that through the pressure of the promises of God we are to partake of the divine nature of God and it started by making us escape the corruption that is in the world through us that is we have to first be cleansed from our sins that is the first escape when we escape the corruption the loss of the eyes the loss of the flesh the sinful nature after we are that is the born again experience that is the beginning of it then he's going to ask us to add some things to our faith in the next few verses. But he was talking about the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ is, the, is what is going to give us all of these things. Now verse 5 said, And beside this, beside this, escaping the corruption that is in world through us, we are now to begin to do this. Giving all diligence, at least, diligently do these things, diligently do these things. Add to your faith virtue, that is substance. And to virtue, knowledge, 
That's called talking about the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, not just knowledge of science or knowledge of other things in the world, but the knowledge of the spirit things of God, spiritual things of God. And to knowledge, temperance, that is self-control. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity or love. He said we are to add all these things to our faith. He said we have believed God. We have been born again. That is the beginning of it. Born again means we have escaped the corruption that is in the world. Our new nature, again, new nature has been given to us. The old nature of sin has been removed. That's escaping the corruption that is in the world through us. Now add to that patience, virtue, knowledge of Christ, more knowledge, more knowledge, seek more of him to know him more. Patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and then love of it all. You have to add these things step by step to one another. And let me talk a little bit about that knowledge because the knowledge of the Son of God is what is going to give us the fullness of the search of Christ. Remember in the book of Ephesians, I preach it in many other places, in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, this is what God has put in his body. Why he put this in his body? In verse uh, 11, chapter 4, for the book of Ephesians, Apostle Paul was talking about this same thing. He said, God has put in his body, he gave us gifts, apostles, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all excuse me. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. It is that knowledge of the Son of God that will bring us unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So I was trying to underscore that knowledge of the Son of God. And the Lord Jesus Christ actually said it in the book of Gospel of John, chapter 17, when he was praying. What is eternal life? He gave, he gave a division of it in chapter 17. When the logical was praying, he said in verse 1, 2, 3, Father, the hour is come, glorify thy son and thy son, as that thy son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. What is eternal life? But still he said, and this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ is the eternal life. Is it that so? Yeah. No knowledge of him is going to make us become like him. Say we say we build his glory. He said and we all with open face beholding as it were the glory of God. We are changed to that same image from glory unto glory. As we look unto him, as we try to know him more, then we are being changed. It's a spiritual thing. Being changed from glory unto glory, unto the image of the Son of God. So that knowledge of him 
is what he is revealing more and more to us, not just the lifestyle we are living on earth, but the more we know about him, the more he reveals to us, make us change, our spirit is changing. It's a spiritual experience and a spiritual transformation, like a metamorphosis. Look of a metamorphosis of a butterfly. You've read it in the, in the biological lab. The butterfly from the egg, it come out of the egg and you crawl around like a cocoon very soon. He went into what you call a cocoon, into a, into a pupa stage or a cocoon where he just stayed there. But it's not just staying there, something is changing inside him. Something is changing inside him. Something is changing inside him. There's a power that's making a transformation. A power that's making a transformation. That is a mystery that human beings don't even know what, how that is coming to take place. Think of the egg. The sperm comes into an egg. And the scientists just saw just the sperm. But inside that sperm is a spirit that suddenly begins to formulate. They call it a gestation. Gestation. You look at something is just changing. Just, it's just, uh, just uh, tumbling like this. But it's a gestation that's taking place. But it's a spirit that is forming that body, that those uh, chemicals upon himself to produce an image of himself. That power that God called the, the power of growth. That is the, that is causing the gestion. That is a mystery to mankind, but that's exactly how we are going to metamorphose also into the image of God. But when we keep looking at Him, Jesus, say so we are to know Him more. The knowledge of the Son of God is going to change us from glory unto glory, unto the image of the Son of God. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus. Essential. That's one thing that Apostle Peter is saying in a, in a, in a way, in a, in a mystery here. That it is the knowledge of the Son of God that is going to make us become perfect. And Christ, Apostle Paul, said, He put those, those uh, ministries also to keep teaching the body of Christ. The more they teach us, the more we teach, the more we know. Also, as we know Him more, we are changing. We are changing to become His character. And that is what is going to change us to light because God is light and He's changing us from glory unto glory until we become like Christ Jesus. Christ now we appear in form of light because he is in the full image of God. And we are to come to that state and gradually we are to change from glory unto glory. And that is what Peter is saying here that it is adding to your faith knowledge, knowledge of him, keeping looking at him, and temperance and patience and godliness and brotherly and then love. Verse 8 For if these things be in you, what things? All these things he said you add to your faith. After we are born again, that's the beginning of it. We add all this to our faith. You see, if these things be in you and abound, it has to keep producing more and more. They make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's verse 8. If this since he said we should add to our faith, if they are bound and remain in us and abide in us and, remain and, and increase, say we shall not be barren, nor unfruitful in what? In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because I say as we know him more, we are, we are changing. As we know him more, we are changing, we are metamorphosing into his image. The same way, if we have all of these things he said we should add to us, say we shall not be unfruitful, we shall not be unchanging. Because that is what is going to make us to keep changing as we add this thing to ourselves, our temperance and godliness and patience and love and knowledge of the Son of God. We will be changing to His image from glory unto glory. We are metamorphosing until we become like Jesus Christ. That is the 
way God has created, that is the power that is in the creativity that God made even in the egg that is forming into, into a human being. Come from a little sperm into the egg, but that's not just a, 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 a liquid, it's a spirit inside it. The power is the spirit, and that is the spirit that is gestating in the egg. Very soon, it's producing all the cream of the egg, and also it's forming the image of the spirit that is inside that egg, and it's putting a body upon itself. And that is how we all come out of the world, and that's how all these things come out of the world. And that metamorphosis that took place that bring us out as human beings, bring animals out as animals, that same metamorphosis is going to make us change to the image of Christ as we keep looking at Him. And that is what Apostle Paul and all these apostles are revealing that we are going to change from glory unto glory. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read that. This is how Apostle Peter called it, Apostle Paul called it in Second Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 18, verse 17 says, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Verse 18 of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says, But we all, with open face, we have to open our eyes to keep looking at Jesus, beholding us in a glass the glory of the Lord. Someone's looking through a glass, but we are seeing the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory unto glory. It's a change, gradual change. See, the same when you see a human being that is forming the womb of a woman, it's a gradual change, but it's going to take nine months for that egg to produce a human being. When it's uh, three months, you can't stop it. It will not look like a human being. It will be like a deformed person. At six months, you can't stop it. It has to complete that, 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 uh, that, uh, see, that uh, time must complete. It must complete its process. And by nine months, it's now fully completed a human being. The same way, we can't stop this changing, otherwise you will not be complete. We will not we'll be an incomplete uh, son of God. We have to go from glory unto glory unto glory unto glory until we become like Christ in this gestation that is taking us through by the knowledge of the Son of God. Keep our eyes upon Him. That's what He's saying. We have to add all this to our faith, knowledge, faith, virtue, temperance, Patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. As we are those sorrows and we keep abounding in them, we are going to be changing from glory unto glory. And we are not going to be barren in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is, we are not going to be barren from, from changing to that fullness of Christ, as he said, as long as we keep abounding in this. This Apostle Peter said, which you add to us. Verse 9 of his hospital, or 2 Peter chapter 1. He went for us said, but he that lacketh these things, if you lack any of these things, he is blind and cannot see afar off. I mean, he's blind, cannot see this thing we are talking about, this spiritual gestation that God is producing in saints, saints are to become perfect. We are saints already, but we are to become perfect. It's like gestation is going on in our spirit. Being to become like Christ, we have to keep looking at Him. You can't stop looking at Him. You can't stop growing in the knowledge of the Son of God. That's why I say you have to add to your faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance. You have to keep adding this thing. I'm abounding them. Don't stop the process. Otherwise, it will be an, a premature, incomplete bath that will not look like a human being. If it's a, if it's nine months, that's not complete. It will be a, a, a what call it? Premature baby that is a. That is not uh, fully fully formed, but you see, we have to complete that process. 
If you are going to be like Christ, you must complete that process of, of uh, looking unto Jesus Christ and growing in grace in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you lack this thing, say we are blind and cannot see afar, or cannot see these things. And has forgotten that he was purged from his old sin. Because if you forget that you are purged from your old sin, you go back to it. Verse 10 of 2 Peter chapter 1. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence, and do this thing diligently, to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. If you do all these things to your faith, you shall never fall. Now, those who will never fall are those that God is looking for. Verse 11 is the key we are going to say, For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, in short, what he's saying is that it's like we are, we are running a race. God is saying, everybody run and he's looking at us and he draws a line. Those who are running the race and cross this line, they shall never fall. So that's what God is saying. And that's what Apostle Peter is preaching to us here. He said, if you do these things, you will not be barren. You will not be unfruitful in the knowledge of God. You will be growing in this knowledge. But if you are lacking this thing, you are blind. You can't see afar off. He said, if you do this thing diligently, you will make your calling and election sure, and you shall never fall. Those who are crossing that line that they are never forgot, say, well, if you cross this line, call it line of Rubicum, you shall never fall. Those who are cross that line that will never fall are the one that he is ministering to in this verse 11. That for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is a spiritual ministration that only goes to us. For those who are saying they are running race, they can never fall because they have crossed this line, then he ministered the entrance to them. So don't think you already got it yet because you are born again. Apostle Paul said, forgetting the things that are behind, I press, looking forward to the things that are before me, I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God. Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, let's read that. Because many people, they sit on in their laurels thinking, oh, I'm born again and they're just playing games until very soon they might fall back into the offenses. And very important, that's why he said, take, and Apostle John, we're reading the story of uh, the letters of Jude, also we mentioned it. He said, contend for the faith. Contend. Christ said it this way, he said, strive to enter in. When somebody says, are we only few that say, say well, who say you are saved already? Strive to enter in. So we have to keep on striving. This is how Apostle Paul put it. In Philippians chapter 3, from verse 13, even let me write it from Verse 12, verse 12. You see how Apostle humbly pursuing this thing. After we read it from in this letter of Apostle it was deep and it started from, from verse 8. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Now, Apostle Paul was writing this not, after, not before he was saved. That was after he was saved. And he has already been preaching. He said that I may win Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. You see that? And Pastor said, but that I may know him. You want to know, because you already know him. 
Say, I may know him and the power of his resurrection. See, God is revealing himself a little at a time to us. Even apostles. Apostle Paul is saying that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. There's the power concerning his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings. There's the fellowship of his suffering that we have suffered with him to gain that eternal glory and reign with him. Being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Apostle Paul is saying, you mean you have not attained to the resurrection of the dead? The first, the dead in Christ that shall rise first. It's not automatic. It's the qualification required. Apostle Paul is making us know here in verse 11. Of first, of Philippians chapter 3 verse 11. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. What? It's a qualification. Verse 12 says, not as though I had already attained. If I possible that was preaching to everybody, saying, not as though I had already attained. What about you and me? We better strive to enter in. Either we are already perfect. Say, I'm not perfect yet. But I follow after. So he wants us to keep on pressing on. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. That I may apprehend that he is still pressing on to make sure that he gets what Christ has called him for. Christ has called him for all these things. Say, we want to make sure that we get it. Brethren, verse 13 say, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So he's saying he's pressing. If Apostle Paul is pressing, you and I better keep pressing. And that's why he's warning and exhorting everybody in verse 15 of that. Say, Let us therefore, as many as want to be perfect, be thus minded. If you want to be perfect, be thought mind that, that you don't think you have got it yet, keep pressing on. And if anything, you'll be other man, say, God shall reveal it to you. So you say, God is revealing to us right now that don't count yourself to have accepted it, to have apprehended this thing. Keep pressing on, don't give in, don't give up, don't relax, don't rest on your laurels. Keep pressing on. And let's read on. I'll go back to second. Peter chapter 1 that we are reading. Verse 11 is what we are reading. It says, Entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly unto the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We that will not fall, we that have crossed that line that Christ said, if you pass this line in your running race, you will never fall. Said, those who will never fall, according to Apostle Peter's letter here, those are the ones that this entrance shall be ministered unto abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It was the Holy Ghost that ministered that entrance and is showing to us as we are told. Keep adding these things to our feet. And if we keep legally doing that, we shall never fall. And then this entrance will minister to us in the spirit. And then we are calling, we are sealed in. It's an entrance that sealed us into the kingdom of God. Verse 12 of 2 Peter chapter 1. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Though you know them and be established in the present truth. So I know you know them, but I'm reminding you. And I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. So he was reminding them that he, as long as he, he, he was still alive physically, he wanted to keep reminding them that keep pressing on, don't give in, don't think you have got it yet, keep striving to enter in. Verse 14 says, 
knowing that shortly I must put up this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. So by this time he was writing this second episode, he was saying, the Lord has showed to him that he was going to put off his tabernacle of flesh, the body, our body is the tabernacle of flesh he was talking about. He was going to put it off, means that he was going to be killed or died and go to meet the Lord. His spirit and soul will go and meet the Lord. That's what he was saying. He said, the Lord has already revealed that to him that it was time for him to go. Verse 14, he said, knowing that shortly I must put up this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has shown. The body that we are wearing is just a, it's just a house. The real you is inside. The real me is inside there, looking through these eyes. Looking out through these eyes. That's why I was pointing out when I said we are when we in the body, when the egg is forming in the body of a of a womb of a woman, the spirit is inside that sperm that entered that egg and is gestating. The consciences will show you in the telescope that you can see this thing like shaking like this. Is they call it gestation time. It could take almost nine months. It's forming. The eyes begin to form. The head is forming. The legs form. You can't don't stop that process. Now it will be a, pre, a, a deformed body. It has to complete. Then you have all the fingers complete, all the fingernails complete. It takes nine months for the human body. The same, all the animals have their own different gestation period. And God is saying this is the same thing that we are going to go through to come to the fullness of Christ. We are to change from glory unto glory as we behold the glory of God. We are looking unto Him like in, are looking through the glass. We are beholding the image of God and the glory of God and we are to change. Our spirit is going to change to the image of Christ where we will be like Him in a glorified body. But it is from glory unto glory. It's not instantly, it's not one time shot. It's going to be from glory unto glory, just like the body that is changing the womb of a woman. It's not going to change instantly. It's gradually you can see that he has a head. Suddenly you begin to see that he has a finger, and that takes nine months for a woman to, to, to form out of the womb. The same way we are changing from glory unto glory to become the image of Christ. And that is what our prosperity is telling us in the Revelation here. And he said he's going to go away right now, but he say he's reminding the believers to remember this verse 15 of 2 Peter chapter 1. Moreover, I will endeavor that I will try that ye may be able after my disease to have these things always in remembrance. You mean after he's there, he said he will still try to make you remember these things. How? Oh, he's going to tell us why he believed that God is going to be using him to even be helping believers. From the spiritual world, he can help believers to remind these things. That's what he's saying. So I will end the I will try to be able to put this thing, bring you to remembrance all these things. How are you going to be able to do that, Apostle Peter, when you are there? Say after my disease, to have these things always in remembrance of you. Or always in remembrance. I will end the that he may be able after my disease to have these things always in remembrance. Is it because he wrote it down? Oh, that's one way. But he was saying something more than just that I write it, I'm writing it now so that you can remember it. No. He's saying after my disease, I will end the See that? I will end the after my disease. Verse 16 tells us the secret was telling us, for we have not followed, this is the mystery he was telling us, we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitness of his majesty. That is, he's saying, we have not followed a, a, a fable. This Lord Jesus Christ is the Lord of the spirit and Lord of, of, of the physical. And when he has showed to Apostle Peter that when you when you come over to the other side, when he died, he will still be able to be ministering to the believers from the spirit. That's what he was saying here. That after he said, after I'm deceased, I will devote to try to keep these things in your remembrance. After he was there, yes, not just what he wrote down. 
you will still be like angels ministering to the saints from the other side. That's what he was alluding to here. And he said, how do you know that? He said, we are not following the cunningly devices. We know what we are following. This is the Lord of the heavens and there is the Lord of the spirit and the Lord of the physical. When we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitness of his majesty. For you received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So we know we are following the truth. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mountain. And his first time he said, we have a more sure word of prophecy than just our experience. So we saw it, the scripture also said this thing about Christ. Therefore, you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in the dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. See, you are doing well by believing. Because what we are saying is truth. And we not only just witnesses, experiences, it was recorded by the prophets. But he said, knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. He said that what we read of the prophets, they are not a private thing. We are now interpreting to mean this. No, that is what God meant. That's what he meant by no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation because the Jews may like to say, Well, you guys are interpreting it to fit your doctrine, you are interpreting what Isaiah said to fit your doctrine. No, this is what God meant when He's ready through Isaiah. How do you know that's what God meant? God confirmed it. That's why a voice came from everyone and said, This is my beloved son, hear ye him. That's what He was saying. See, the scriptures are clear. Verse 21 says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So this thing we are saying is true. You say you do well to believe it. God bless you. We continue in the next broadcast. Amen.